Hello and welcome to Manners Matter 2. This is not your grandma's etiquette. This is real life practical conversations on how to be your best self. Your hosts are myself, Rachna Adianthaya, founder of Create My Change, which focuses on business etiquette, image and personal development coaching. My co-host is Julia Estevi Boyd, international etiquette and protocol consultant with a focus on teaching real life skills important for your professional and your personal success. Hi, Julia, are you there? Hi, Rachana, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm fine, I'm great. It's not too late this time, so I'm quite wide awake, I would say. Oh, good. Oh, good. And um, are you sipping on your gin and tonic? or? I'm not, actually, believe it or not. I'm just having, um, as you would say, a little bit of a detox tonight. I have a busy day tomorrow. <laughs> it's only 8pm here, uh, but I thought I would I would skip the, the G&T tonight. Nice. Well, I, I am cradling my coffee this morning because um, the children got me up really early. So um, I need all the caffeine I can get at the moment. I know the feeling. <laughs> I know we were going to talk today about weddings, but we spoke earlier and this um, thing came up and we suddenly went, right, we should talk about that. And it's all about queuing instead. So today's episode is aptly named Queueless. Um, and it's about the the art of queuing or, or not. Um, and I know, Julia, you have quite a lot to say on this. I really do. It's such an interesting topic to discuss. In fact, do you know that, that there have been um, many universities who have done research on this topic and there have been publications in magazines, newspapers, journals and even books written about this? Who knew? Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> Can you really so, so they've actually done they've done research on queuing. That yes. must yes, it's so interesting. When you start to sort of delve into it, um, it's very interesting. And this morning I was reading some of the Twitter feeds about what's happening. Obviously, people are queuing to pay their respects for the Queen, and these queues are two and a half, three miles long. So that's like four or five kilometres and may become even longer. It's unbelievable. I mean, can you imagine how long these people are waiting in yeah. queues? And um, the the Twitter feeds have been absolutely hilarious with people sharing stories about, you know, queuing do's and don'ts and what is acceptable and what's <laughs> not acceptable. And it's so entertaining. Oh, I'd love to read that. Um, I, when I think about queuing, it's it's very um, uniquely British, or at least it seems very uniquely British. And having grown up in England, um, I am a staunch believer that you queue and you don't queue jump and there is certain rules that you follow. And so when you go to other countries and they don't follow suit, it's very irritating um, because you're patiently waiting. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. And then you, you, you're the one that's persistently at the end of the queue because you're being polite and not everybody else is respecting 
the, the order of what, what we think um, or how we think it should be. Well, and also just the jargon. I mean, we call it queuing, but here in America, call it, you know, get in line. Um, and every time I, I say queue, my friends chuckle because they think it's funny. Um but but there definitely is rules. There definitely there there are definitely rules, and there um, are definitely do's and don'ts that we adhere to. And it's dependent on culture and where you've been brought up, don't you think? Absolutely. I think the rules really do vary around the world. There are some cultures that take a more serious attitude towards queuing. You know, Japan is very formal in most aspects of their day-to-day life so obviously they take it very seriously switzerland nordic countries also even now i've noticed here in hong kong obviously you know with the british connection they're um very good at queuing in the in the subway they have actually arrows on the floor before you enter into the into the train to show you where to queue before you go on board and people actually observe this and it's the same with going up escalators people will form a long queue to stand on the right side you know in single file Mm -hmm. so the left side is free for those who want to walk up the escalators rather than stand so that's very great. similar to the UK and it's good yeah. because it's all done in a very sort of orderly fashion but then there are obviously other countries that don't um they don't pay the same attention I know and it always makes me laugh because when I go back to the UK and you're on the tube and you're up you're going up the escalator and you have that one person that clearly has no idea what the rules are and they're standing <laughs> on the side that everyone's trying to walk up on and uh, everyone's just getting so frustrated but most of the time no one says anything everyone just stands behind them and there's a massive (laughs) queue behind we're we're too polite (laughs) I know it makes occasionally you'll get someone going hey you know could you move out the way and and then they look fairly embarrassed and and move but there I mean these are all just these unwritten rules that you would never know unless you lived in the country you happen to visit the country so it's so um it's so funny and and strange but it's also it's a big thing I mean it's a big deal to to especially the Brits when you don't queue properly I know it really is it's something that um I think has been titled the art of queuing and how the Brits have perfected it. So I think <laughs> we um, we're generally good people as Brits, you know. Yeah. <laughs> people usually choose to queue because it's fair. Yeah. Um, although I mean it, the same can be said for for many other countries, but it just seems to be something that um, is considered to be very British uh, yeah you just wait your turn you you wait your turn because it's polite and it's a case of first come first served and you just um, shouldn't really think about skipping the queue or pushing your way in or or anything like that in fact today one of when I was looking on Twitter this morning um, I read one story about this queue to um show in in London to show their respect to the Queen. There were some people trying to cheat their way into the queue by using a shortcut, but the police are observing and watching everybody to keep everything in you know 
in order and under control. And the police actually removed them. And wow. everybody who had been waiting politely in the queue gave the police a round of applause. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it was really funny. But um, it's just, you know, this general feeling that this is the way that we do it. It's, it's the correct I, I way mean, of doing things. I... I I think that's great, but I know that there'll be people here thinking, oh, complete overkill, really? <laughs> the I police know. to come. But there is, when you're in, especially if you're in a queue for like three, you know, three miles or something, and, and people just keep pushing it, it's just, it's just so disrespectful. And my biggest pet peeve was when you're in a queue and then there would be a group of people and they would then join someone, uh, you know, further down the queue and, like oh great thanks and you know they were friends and so they just join in and you'd be like well you know how good a friend are you (laughs) have you just have you just seen your friend at the front of the queue and gone right hi i'll just just Um, join you i'll just join you and i'll just key jump um the things like that are are really annoying It, it when we talk about how good the british are at queuing um and then i immediately go to sort of the European countries. It's not that they're bad, but it is different. It's definitely not um it's definitely more fluid, you know, there are well, definitely moments. more fluid. <laughs> and, and so I wonder like, do you think that we're just too strung out? And do you think we need to go with the flow? It's it's something that the Brits need to just loosen up and just go with it and not get so bothered no. by it or no I don't I think <laughs> I think that when it comes to queuing people are waiting for something okay some kind of service so they're waiting for tickets they're waiting to pay in the supermarket or store or whatever and if you take the time to arrive um to do whatever it is you want to do, then why should you let somebody else just push in in front of you? If you've been standing there beforehand, you know, I think the pros of queuing, it's an efficient way to, um, to how do you say it, to achieve a service mm-hmm. without having people fighting to be first you know it prevents yeah. people who are perhaps more assertive or aggressive from having an unfair advantage yeah I and I, a, I agree with you it's a form of equality so first come first served yeah. so to speak yeah I, I mean I, I totally hear you and I totally agree with that I um I do think that there are some exceptions to the rule. And here, when I talk about the exceptions, I'm, I'm talking about the elderly. When they are at the back of the queue or um, when you've got really young children, let's say it's a huge queue, I do think that those particular circumstances are exceptions and they, they can be moved forward. And I, do, I personally don't have a problem with it, but I know that there are many out there that would say, well, no, you know, <laughs> no, I, Everyone I, I think I think sometimes there can be exceptions um, that, as you say, you know, if somebody has a disability that perhaps is struggling a little bit or whatever, of course, it's, it's not a problem. But I think there are sort of 
using the word for the, the, the um, we thought for this podcast queueless. Um, yeah. I think there's levels of queueless people. So you have like level one are the people who would ask and say, um, you, imagine you're, you're you're standing in line to pay for something in in a store. And someone comes up and says, "Oh, may, may I just um, ask 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 the assistant a question?" Um, uh, but yeah. then that question might take five minutes or ten minutes. So then you're literally left waiting a long time, and it's annoying. Um, however, I read that research shows if you're polite when you ask, sixty percent of the time you'll be successful, and people will let you actually skip skip a queue if you see mm-hmm. something like, "May I ask the assistant a question?" And then there's a level two, and it's the people who just don't ask and who just appear from nowhere, and that is what is the most frustrating yeah. that they just presume. And that happens that they, a lot. I find it, it, it does. Yeah, it happens a lot in the post office. I find. Oh, it's always happens, like it happens everywhere. Uh, I don't know. It happens to me in the post office all the time. I'm at the front of the queue finally, and then someone will just inter- interject and say, "Um, how many postal stamps do I need for this?" And then, and then it takes them another like ten minutes, and it's so frustrating. It's a, it's a big discussion, isn't it? I I know, and and they don't ask before i find that that's quite i mean some of them do but some, some of them just go straight in for the jugular so you're thinking yeah and it's um, a slightly different thing if you choose to let somebody go in front of you i do it frequently in the supermarket if i have a trolley full and there's somebody standing behind me with just a few items i always say oh you can go ahead mm-hmm. meanwhile they pay and and leave i'm i'm unpacking all my my items um after that after they've gone so I, I think it's just you know a little bit of just sort of being nice and thinking well yeah it's it's a consideration just, again isn't it um go uh, so was that actually based on research the level ones and level twos no this, the level one the and the level two was was a conversation i had with my husband this uh, afternoon. it <laughs> was said, it was oh there's level one and level two and then um i had actually been looking at another article and it was talking about uh, this research that had been done that shows that if you're polite when you ask um to sort of ask a question at the front of the queue when you're not meant to be at the front of the queue 60% of the time you'll be successful so I told you there's a lot of research there's a lot of articles if you start googling it it's never ending who'd have known hey and and it's not surprising if you're polite you're more likely to be successful I mean it's a given surely um and now I want to go on to queuing etiquette um, I know there's been a lot of research. So I've been in queues where there's always been someone that stood really close behind me or they just have no spatial awareness. And I feel a little bit like I'm sandwiched in. Um, how far should you stand apart from each other in a queue is there actual research on this that's my question I don't know but I will find out <laughs> because it's so sure. interesting I will find out I don't know I'm actually, sure there is but I always think that when you consider something like a handshake that the ideal position and and distance of personal space for a handshake is if your elbow is tucked into your waist 
and your forearm is facing forward mm-hmm. and the other person is doing the same, that is the best sort of personal space. Yeah, so I, I would agree. say something along those lines would, would be the same. Although, again, if you were really to break it down in other cultures, personal space can vary quite a lot. So there are other cultures where it's people are much closer and much more touchy-feely and other cultures with a little bit more distance. But I think a good, you know, an arm's distance, more or less, is quite good. I mean, there's you know, sometimes there's not a lot you can do about it, but... Yeah, what I this is a trick I like to see if I want uh, more space. If I have a bag, sometimes I'll sort of lodge my bag so that it's sort of, it's behind me, so it gives me that extra space at the back. Does that make sense? So I, yes. I sort of lodge it under my arm behind. But the, uh, another really good way, another good way to get some extra space is to, to um, stand sideways so that you're not facing someone sort of head to head but your 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 shoulders you're basically you've turned around so it's your sideways facing so it just gives you a little bit of extra space um or I probably didn't describe that well um or you could stand and put your put one foot one foot out and bend it it just gives you an extra amount of space if instead of standing with both feet parallel that's one right. foot in front of the other um, and I often do that sometimes also when you're greeting people and if people are not respectful of your personal space I will stand with that one foot and it means that they can't cross that line um, so those are just some little tips in case you find no, yourself I think, I think they're I think they're quite they're quite good because there's nothing worse than somebody you can actually feel them breathing down your neck I understand if you're you know in the underground somewhere or a crowded bus that's yeah inevitable when you're queuing then you know it's slightly different because yeah there is more space available for everybody so there's no need to be rubbing shoulders with one another yeah absolutely um and there's another there was another question that came up um and that was should you ever strike up a conversation with someone in a queue oh my husband does it all the time (laughs) (laughs) all the time I do it occasionally depending on the situation it could be that I you know I did it very recently with somebody who I heard had a Scottish accent so I started a conversation And uh, it was it was very nice, very interesting. My husband does it all the time, and he says, "Oh, I just do it because I'm bored and like talk to people." So and I, I think don't, it's one I, of those. You, no, I was just going to say I don't think I don't think it matters whether you do or whether you don't, but um, it can be quite nice when you do. Yeah, and I think you have to just be aware because some people really just don't want to talk, and you sort of have to pick up on the cues that. Yeah, yes, very exactly, chatty. exactly. Um, not because everybody it's, wants to. Yeah, it's a bit like um, being stuck on an aeroplane seat uh, next to someone who wants to talk to you for your 12-hour flight. Oh, uh, no. And you're just like, all I want to do is go to sleep. Or watch uh, my movie or yeah. read my book, anything else, then have a big, long, drawn-out conversation. Yeah, so, I mean... I, you know, it's it's being aware and also taking cue. Uh, don't sort of keep going on if that person keeps checking their phone or 
decides to bring a book out and you still keep talking to them, that's a cue for you to like, okay, they yeah. do not want to continue this conversation. Take a, take a, step, a, a step back. You, you can read the, the other person's body language or their facial expressions and and back off a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So what should you never do in a queue? Well, they're like definitely big no-nos. I mean, there's hundreds, but well, some practical ones. I would say according to all the research and the papers and the Twitter feeds that um, if yeah. you start the queue, if you're first in the queue, then you're the first. And if you join on any time later, you're definitely the last. So you cannot jump jump places. Yeah. Do not also, jump you cannot leave the queue and go away and come back and expect to find your place unless you tell somebody that, excuse me, I'm just going to leave for a minute. Can, I'll, I'll be back. And Is that okay? I agree with that. I know that happens so often, doesn't it? People just wander off and they've, you know, gone and got a coffee and they saunter back in and they've told no one by the way and then you so, might not remember because there's so many people around that you might not remember that they that they they were actually there yeah and if you think if somebody tries to push in um or cut the queue as we say then you know be firm and don't don't you're not obligated to let them but um just politely tell them you know where the end of the queue is <laughs> to say oh this isn't the end of the queue the end yeah. of the queue is uh, at that corner or it's over there or this lady is before you uh something something like that and try not to get angry yeah my other pet peeve is um when people are on the phone and they're talking really loudly and you're just stuck there you have no choice but to listen to this conversation that they're having um and so that's one of my pet peeves. It's like, if you are going to be on the phone, which is fine, don't, you don't have to shout out. Um, try and be considerate of everyone around you um, and talk in a, in a volume and a tone that's, that's just, that's lower, that's just not going to irritate everyone because everyone has to listen. It's just one of those situations. You, you know, it's not like you can go anywhere. You're stuck. Um, but this, that's the same whether you're on a train or a bus or or anywhere. It's uh, I think I told you recently where I was on a on a ferry, and um, there was I was on the upper deck and there was nobody there, nobody. Uh, so I sat down quite near the back, and then these young guys came and sat literally in the row behind me and they were shouting and laughing and talking and I thought you've got all this space and you have to sit behind me and do all your shouting and laughing and joking it's always the way annoying yeah it's annoying it's always the way I feel like that happens to me a lot too um and then you end up sort of being drawn into their conversation yes and you're um, listening to everything they're saying and you don't know whether you should comment or not or voice an opinion <laughs> you, might, like, you might think you're rude <laughs> being listening too much oh i know and then and then um there's always the ones that will put their music on really loudly and you're thinking i know, I know, I know. that you think this is great and cool but it's really like it's not everyone's taste and now i'm stuck stuck in this queue I can't move anywhere and I have to listen to your music so um, I think cues are cues are very funny in fact there's I don't know I've got so many stories I could share with you I'm actually going to share one with you about um, a very recent 
queue that I was in. Um, as you know, I've just recently arrived in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. I've only been here a week or so. And so no car. I had a problem with my roaming with my phone. So no internet. I had to meet my daughter. Um, we're only actually living six kilometers or so away from where I was to meet her. But it took me an hour and a half on public transport to get there. My husband suggested I try a different route. I got lost. The humidity here is unbelievable. So yeah, but- I was sweating and I had sweat trickling down the back of my neck. I was very stressed. <laughs> I was completely lost because I had no internet to find my way around. And I was really struggling. I oh. met my daughter 40 minutes late, I think. And then I said, oh, wow. we're just getting a taxi home couldn't find one in the street so we went to this uh, taxi stand there was a queue of people and the taxis would sometimes drop a passenger off just before the queue and then come up afterwards to pick up a a passenger who was queuing and then I looked and I saw somebody had skipped the queue and jumped in and I was really annoyed Mm. so a few minutes later it happened again I was really furious so I stepped off the I stepped off the pavement and I shouted, come on! Uh. (laughs) And I put my arms up in the air. The driver just shrugged his shoulders as if to say, oh, well, you know, tough luck. Uh, And my daughter said, mom, you're such a Karen. Uh. (laughs) I was like, okay, come on. You know, I don't even know what a Karen is, but everybody in the queue was Oh, you don't know what Karen is? No, well, I, I do now, but I didn't, I'd heard the term Karen, but I didn't really sort of ever think about it. But, you know... Um, I was so frustrated and there was the only thing that I could think of doing. I couldn't exactly leave my place in the queue to go and sort of control people getting in the taxis. But I, it was, I was furious, furious. Oh, everybody bet. was standing in line. Everybody was annoyed. But other people were just driving away in these taxis with the smiles on their faces. Oh, my goodness. Either they're very That's smart. Huge. We're, age. We're very stupid, perhaps. <laughs> well, you finally got one, though. Oh, we finally got one, yes. And then they, actually a few of them didn't want to take us because we were too far away, apparently. Oh, great. Three, That's three, just what you had need. to get yeah. in and out three or four. Um, so anyway, when I came home, I blamed all of my husband because he yeah. gave me a wrong direction. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> if in doubt, blame your husband. If in doubt, blame your husband, absolutely. Um, absolutely. No, that's I, I hear you. That's happened to me so many times in, you know, where – You've been queuing for a taxi in some, especially in New York. You're, you're queuing and someone will just pop in and it just drives me mad. Um, so I hear you. I hear you on that. And I think that, that should be coined like queue rage. And they have car rage. It should be queue rage because it's so frustrating. And I wonder what the onus is on the taxi driver who obviously doesn't care because he's getting a he's getting a paying uh, customer um to say no you know i'm here for that person Um, yeah maybe some of them do but um i don't know (laughs) the ones i saw certainly didn't didn't care yeah i know i know and then the the other i was thinking about um other things that are horrible when you're in a queue and that's things like when someone is eating really smelly food in front of you it's all the usual stuff that you just think okay we're in close proximity please you know be a bit aware be considerate be kind um and we really aren't because when we're queuing we are often not very happy about it I, <laughs> I want this queue to be oh, but that's actually something else that uh, that um 
that they say about the particularly the British people that we love to queue. Yeah. In fact, if somebody stopped in the middle of a in the middle of the road and looked up at, at the sky, a queue would form <laughs> behind them <laughs> because it's just yeah, I, you yeah. know the the culture. Um, I know, but it's just um, it's it's just inbred I think in what we do but then the minute we're in the queue we complain about the queue we moan about the queue and we say oh this queue is so long and it's so slow and what's taking everybody such a long time and I don't understand so it's obligatory to moan when you're in it I agree you just do it it's like it's like the weather isn't it it Um, is a little bit like the weather yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly Do you know, we've got um, a trip planned over spring break and we're going to take the children to Disney because well, they've never been and it's not really mine or my husband's cup of tea, mainly because of the queues. I've heard that you queue for hours to go on one ride in the sweltering heat. Um, oh, that's terrible. You know, I've done it. Suck it up and just do it. I know. You have to do uh, it. it just makes you, could, you, me... you couldn't pay for a, fa- a fast pass you know, like a fast track pass. Well, but I still I think there's still a lot of cues. There is, you... even with the fast pass, I hear. Yes. It's, um, yeah. And also I think, well, gosh, are you really going, because they're not cheap, those fast passes. No. And you think, I'm going to all this extreme just to avoid queuing, okay? And even then I will queue, but probably queue slightly less. Um, that just ruins my idea of a break, you know, mm. I think – this is, and obviously, it's not going to be a break for myself or my husband, but I think no, the children but will love it's it. It's obligatory part <laughs> parenthood, and unfortunately, I've done it several times <laughs> with oh. all my all my over the years with all my children, and it's just obligatory. And um, I know, it's, apparently, it's, unav- it's magical. Oh, really? <laughs> According, um, I think okay. it's one of the, it's a bit like childbirth. But it's like, let's, we forget what it was really like <laughs> after the event. Let's after spring yeah. break, let's compare notes and see. Absolutely. And see I'm, I'm dreading the queuing. That's the thing. I love roller no. coasters. Especially I love the heat. The heat. Yeah, is, it's the heat and the queuing. I just, that's what's really, I mean, I know no one enjoys that, but um, yeah, just taking time off. Uh, mm. to to put yourself in this environment and spend a lot of money doing so just makes me, makes well, me you feel get a lot of money a lot of money for a lot of torture <gasps> oh and then you wonder oh dear well I mean honestly I think we could go on about queuing for days and could, I, you I, know, I think there's queuing you could talk about queuing in so many different situations couldn't you you know absolutely different environments different cultures different sort of situations oh, in fact just very quickly before before we finish um I when I was living in Mexico City there were a lot there was a lot of traffic and the queues were awful impossible to navigate right. nobody respected any of the traffic lanes so driving was really a nightmare if you imagine that you have um two lanes for two cars there would be four or five cars side by side in, in, in these oh, wow. lanes coming. And then you have more coming in from other directions, all trying to push in front. It was really, it was, it was really terrible. Yeah. What I Stressful, didn't know, yeah. I didn't know at the time was that in Mexico, the driver's license was just issued to anybody over the age of 18. All they had See, to do was show up with their ID card and pay. 
Are you kidding? They didn't have to take a test or anything? No, no lessons, no tests, nothing. Here you go, take your driver's license. It changed actually, I think, around 2014, but there was still a lot of people driving who have never wow. had any lessons. Wow. So they just, all they know is a, a red light is, you know, stop, a green is go and whatever, but they, they don't know the basic rules of sort of keeping in lane. So oh, um, wow. it was really frustrating. So I gave up on driving there. Completely. That would be so stressful. Could it you was imagine? so stressful. It was so um, stressful. Were there lots of accidents? Yes, lots of bumps and bashing. But they're probably not going the very fast because no, they're just so much so traffic many of them on and the road. it was so you know, like a bottleneck and so congested. But I just I, I gave up after a while. But it's an example that there's so many different types of cues and yeah. there's so many different rules of of how you should behave in these cues. You know, even airplanes and you know, uh, on, how, how we behaved on airplanes, um, queuing to get on board and queuing uh, to get that, off the plane during COVID. And now it's gone back to the way it was after, you know, it's hmm. the, the differences are remarkable. I haven't actually taken a flight after COVID, which is, uh, you know, and part of it is I just can't, I can't bear it. Um, it was pretty hard before COVID and now I just think, um, but I always made, it always made me laugh the way everyone would jump up to get on the plane first. You're like, well, you've got allocated seating. It's not like that's going to change. You just get on, like get on the plane, but there's always, you know, the pushing and the shoving and, um, and during COVID, I know it's really, really, it's, it's, you know, people, I think, just change their personalities when they board planes sometimes. But when I yeah. was traveling just sort of sometime in the early stages of COVID, when the flights were just starting to, some of the flights were just starting to come back and I had to travel. And it was really interesting when you're on the plane and they would disembark two or three rows at a time. And everybody else at the back of the plane had to stay and wait until the other passengers got off. And it was so orderly. It was so organized. I bet and, it was lovely. Um, yeah. It was lovely. You know, there was no shoving or, or people sort of dropping their, their bags on, on, your, on top of your toes or anything like that. But now it's all, you know, back to normal. So people just, the minute the plane lands, everybody stands up. You can't move. You can't breathe. It's like the click. You hear everyone's seat um, seatbelts click open, and then it's just a mass exodus it to is. the door. And you, I understand if you've got a connecting flight, and I almost think, why don't you just identify the people with the connecting flight so they can actually get off first, and then the rest of us just have a leisurely, you know, time trying to get our bags. But um, it's it's always just chaotic and really stressful getting off the flight I'm pretty sure you lose yeah but so it's to such sum a great up, topic yeah to sum up and it is that is that could talk forever I know is are there any rules are like apart from the the more common sense rules which is you know be kind be patient don't you know don't stand literally you know, neck to neck with someone, uh, give them some space. What What else? Is I there think, any other? I think it's just all the basic kind of rules. You know, I think in places where queues have to be regimented, like, I don't know, airports and, you know, places like that, you don't really have a choice. So people just sort of fall in line. But when people have to self-organize or something, that's when the problems start. 
So I think to summarize, cue etiquette, uh, you know, cue jumping angers people, you know, because it's kind of, it's the norm that everybody is obeying and you're violating that equality. So just, you know, don't jump the queue, don't leave the queue without telling people you're coming back, uh, know your place in the queue. And then just remember that if somebody is being rude or pushy or aggressive or whatever, try and be firm and just point them to the end of the queue. Yeah. And don't I, get angry. <laughs> I agree. And it's very easy to not get angry, but put it all in perspective, be polite and just, um, and, and you know, just, just be aware that they're, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> None of us are enjoying this. So know, exactly. it's, it's not, it's not exactly a, a fun experience. The it longer isn't. the queue, the longer the pain. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure we could go on and on, but Perfect. it was good to catch up. And um, if you have any questions, um, please feel free to send them over. Um, any any final thoughts, Julia Kewing? Um Well, just um, wait your turn. No pushing, no shoving. Don't Just, be a Karen. Uh, don't be a Karen. Ignore the, mad, <laughs> ignore the madness. <laughs> it is not a term of endearment. Um, yes. Um, anyway, I am uh, looking forward to catching up again next week. Um, yeah. Thanks for that rundown. Great. Okay. Well, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening. We love hearing from you. If you have any topics or suggestions that you would like to be covered, please reach out to us at Manners Matter 2 or follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you can subscribe on the links below. See you next time and remember, be nice and Manners Matter 2.